Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bon de podcast radio. Everyday convo from the minds of real, raw, unfiltered, everyday women. Join us every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Airing on all major platforms. Bon de podcast radio with fancy Cheska. Hey y'all, we are back. We are back. What is this? Uh, fourth episode? Yeah, four. Fourth episode. Wow. Four is a lucky number, if I will say so myself. So, wow. What kind of week have you been having, Rena? Uh, it's been long. It's long. been a long week. Um, it went by really quickly. I was just saying to somebody, how is it Thursday already? I blinked and it was Thursday. It's uh, really crazy. But at least the weather has kind of been evening out. I feel like it's, you know, we're good. And it's been a little brighter. I, I walked outside. It was five something and it was still light outside. I was like, okay. So that's always good. Definitely. I need that vitamin D. I need sunshine in my life. Definitely, definitely. You know, I was thinking over the weekend, like, I usually do all my grocery shopping on, like, Sunday. I know sometimes Saturday, but I I always create a list of everything that I need at the grocery store. I find that when I go to the store with my list, I come out of the market with almost everything that I need. Sometimes the list is too long. And then when I get to the register and they give me that price, I'm like, what? Okay, so I have to throw a few things back, especially with the price of eggs lately. I think a dozen eggs, a dozen eggs is like eight to ten, maybe eight, ten dollars right now. But I'm thinking that list is important because the times that I go to the supermarket and decide I'm going to wing it and go in without a list, especially BJ's, I walk out with a bunch of trash. I get home like, what? Why did I pick this up? What is this? Half the, you get home like it looked really good inside of the store. And then God forbid they gave me a little sample. They gave me a little sample while I was passing <laughs> the area. I'm like, oh, this tastes all right. I'm going to buy it. But that wasn't really what I came there for. So I end up home with a bunch of things that I sampled at BJ's. And then when it's time to really cook my meal, I have nothing that I need. So creating a list. And so I'm thinking, what about you? When you go to the supermarket, do you always go with a list or you just wing it? I think I write down things. I write notes in my phone during the course of the day if I know I have to cook or something like that. But generally, um, I do always pick up extras, and that's my problem. So even let's say I make a list and there's four things there, I end up coming out with eight. Um, just because I'm like, Hey, while I'm here, I might as well. Like, so I don't have to come back, you know, you know, and I, I think to myself, that makes sense for me, but yeah, no, I create the list, but does the list help? Do I follow the list? Uh, you know, I mean, maybe. So do you go there and pick up a whole bunch of extra stuff? Cause it's on sale. Like, um, 
um, dry dates, uh, dry this and dry that and nuts and things you never going to eat. But because it was on sale, you pick it up anyway? I pick stuff that I have no business picking up. I went to Target the other day. I went into Target because there's this frozen bag of salmon. It's a pound of salmon for uh, like $10, $12 or something like that. Went there for the salmon. I walk out, two bags of frozen cookies. One of them is a Toll House chocolate chip cookies, and the other thing is Pillsbury sugar cookies. I, for what reason? For what reason? I went in there for some chicken wings and for some, some salmon, for some frozen wings and frozen salmon, and I end up coming out with the salmon, the wings, plus the Toll House cookies, plus some like little smell good scented stuff for the house for no reason. I didn't even come here for all of that. But I was like, well, while I'm here, I might as well because, you know, why not? So let me ask you, does it work out the same with life? Do we just go through life saying, hmm, let me just, whatever happens, happens. If I end up at the good job and the job that I want, a job that pays me, then, hey, I'm lucky. If I end up with that man that does it for me, then I'm lucky. If I end up with a job, a life, a career, and friends that happen to choose me, then I'm lucky. Or... Should we be creating lists for all of those things, too? I think lists are important for organization purposes. I do think, you know, life takes you where it's going to take you, right? But I do think, generally, if you create a list, right, um, even when you deviate because of life, life be life in, even when you deviate, it's not going to be this crazy deviation. It's not going to be like you're going straight and all of a sudden it's this jagged turn that puts you in a circle. no. It'll be a slight deviation because there's a path that you're following. You create a plan of execution by making that list, right? So you have an idea in mind, and even if you veer off a little bit, point is the foundation in which you made that list will kind of keep you a little grounded. So even though, you know, you move a little bit to the side, you know, you did a little sidestep, it's just a sidestep. It's not you going completely around in the other direction, you know? So you think lists are definitely important. Um, so, for example, creating a list for for me, I think one of the I, I'm I'm obsessed with creating lists, right? I have a list for everything. Coming over here, I have a list. I created like must be three lists in my car, okay, while I was driving and 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 you know writing my notes for everything. So I create a list for um, where I see myself. In three months, right? So I'll set maybe six things that I want to accomplish, six goals that I want to accomplish within the next three months. I'll set for the next six months. I'll set for the year. I'll set for the next five years. Even, Even better, in the morning I set, I create a list for everything that I'd like to accomplish for that day. Because sometimes I find like the day gets so caught up, I get so busy, and then at the end of the day, I, I'm just, I, I ran around handling everything for everybody else, and then I forget myself and what it is that I need to do for me. So lists are very important for me, I think, definitely. But it's like, how realistic are our lists sometimes if we don't set a date? Like, we have, I, I think lists are important, but we have to have, like, a list and a date of when we want to accomplish certain things, for example. If it's a list with goals, so um, I want to make, for example, I want to make $100,000 before I turn 35. 
that's a that's a long term list. For example, some young people create that list, and then maybe a list of wh- everything that I'm going to do to get to that particular goal. So I like I think sometimes people make like a, a list, and there's no planning involved with the list. So like, how realistic is it that you're going to make X amount of money if you're also not creating a list for all the steps that you're going to take? Um, I think. Yeah, that's like an aspirational list. So there's aspirational lists and then there's list of execution. So I think an aspirational list is like things that you would like to do at some point in time. Um, then there's plans of execution. So let's say you say you want to have a job by X amount of time. Um, so on that list would be what you have to do to get there. So whether there's a degree, you have to get a certification, you have to get um, whether or not you have to go to a trade school, um, how much you have to pay for an application for something, if you need to redo a resume. Um, and there'd be, there'd, there'd be other things as well. So like putting yourself on Indeed, putting yourself on LinkedIn, updating those profiles, um, finding close to interview. There's lots of things that come with that. So that's like a plan of execution. So let's say you want to be somewhere by X, Y, and Z date. You want to have a certain job. What are the steps you have to do to get to that job? You can't just say, I want this job, and there's no steps to get there. There's no research on how to do that. So I think that there's a difference between an aspirational list and a list of execution. Definitely. Huh? So think about, like, all the people that you know. Of the people that you know, how many people you think create lists? Like, in terms of their goals and careers? I think generationally, I don't think my people make lists. I'm a list maker, but I think I'm a list maker because I'm, like, a scholar in terms of, like, I went to school for a long time, got more than one degree, and I did everything, like, back-to-back. There wasn't breaks or anything like that. So I think the school mind in me understood the lists are important. Like, you make a list when you're in school and you're taking several classes and you have to study for different things and there's tests and there's this and there's that and you're balancing other things in your life. Lists are important. So I think I do it. Do I know other people that do it? The other people I know that do are probably people that are come have a similar background to me. So people I know that I went to school with. Or, you know, people that I know that are in fields, maybe professional fields or maybe fields where they had to get some type of license or certification or something like that. I would say, honestly, it's those people that I feel like are list people. But other than that, no, I think I know a lot of people that kind of just wing this thing here. Well, yeah, I want to do that, and that's it. Okay, so you want to do that, but how are you going to get there? <laughs> how are you going to get there? I would definitely say it's definitely not a thing for a lot of people, I would say. So do you do you make a list? in terms of personal growth. Like, I know that I procrastinate. So I have to start doing A, B, C, and D in order for me to stop procrastinating. Or, you know, is that do you think that's an important list for us to create? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of that, that maybe that would have to be like several small lists. So let's say you procrastinate, and it's about housework. So you would have a housework or a chore list, right? And you would have a day that you're going to complete tasks or multiple days you're going to complete tasks. Um, let's say you have a job that's a job where you're dealing with multiple subsets of people or different cases or whatever the, the situation may be. Then there's a list for that. 
Um, let's say there's a list, if you're in school, then there's a list of that, the different assignments, the different tests, the different time frames, how much time you're going to allocate to study per day, per week, per this, per that. So I think it's, it's more of maybe making several small lists so that you're not procrastinating. Even then, I mean, you know, procrastination is procrastination. So if you make the list and don't follow it, then that's on you. So, okay. So we make a list in terms of self-improvement. We're making a list in terms of goals. Should we also be making a list in terms of the perfect mate or the ideal mate? I think so, because if you're dating with intention, then yes. If you're not dating with intention, then by all means, do you. Well, but so what, think, wait, wait, wait. What kind of intentions are you talking about? Because there's many different types of att- intentions, right? Uh, I mean, you're right. You're right. I guess, you know what? People say dating with intention, right? And what does that mean? We all Please, know that's a, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a new age term. Please yes. <laughs> explain what that means to so, me. When people say they, dating with intention, like you're, you're, you're doing it with a purpose. There's a purpose in mind, right? So the purpose generally is that, um, you know, marriage, children, family. Wait, if my purpose is to get some good D or some good vagina when I feel like That's it. not dating. You're not dating, though. That's not dating at all. No? No. Is that? I don't think you date. Because if you're just having sex with somebody, you don't have to go nowhere. That's not a date. No, but what if we go out every once in a while and we still have sex? I'm not saying I'm doing this, y'all. I'm just asking. This is for the other people. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like there's... I mean, I guess it's a date if the other a person pays, I guess. If somebody pays, it's a date if you're not going half. If you're going half, it's not a date. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess it is date. But then what, would I describe that as dating, like the act of dating somebody? No, I would say this is somebody you sleep with that you occasionally go out with because, you know, food. I thought dating was just somebody that you hang out with. Well, I mean, people Netflix and chill now. So people, yeah, hang, yeah, people yeah. you ha- somebody you hang out with, you chat with every once in a while. You could text, and and then you probably do the do sometimes. That's not dating. I feel like sex doesn't have to get thrown into dating. Dating is courting. Let's okay. get somebody getting to know you. Y'all go out in public places. The person spends money. You spend money. Whatever the case may be, and you chat and you get to know each other. Um, does sex get involved? Maybe at some point, depending upon what you want. But I do think the concept of dating should really mean getting to know each other and having somebody court you. Right. But so is it possible for somebody to date you and you both have different intentions? Most definitely, because I think a lot of the times people don't take time. Because I think a lot of time, a lot of the time people look at that like that's useless or that's purposeless to sit down and have basic foundational conversation. But no, it's really not. It's really not. It's important to um, have an understanding of what everybody's expectations are in the situation and what they're looking for. That's why like even on dating apps, right? Hinge, um, what's this other thing? Okay, Cupid. Don't be giving out too much free advertising. Go ahead. <laughs> all, the, all the stuff, all the stuff, right? They ask you what you're looking for. Relationship, commitment. What are, there's, there's other things that'll say friendship, companionship. And I'm sure there's, there's little weird ones where people is looking for a throuple. So they're looking for a third for them and their girlfriend. By all means, do what you got to do. That's your business. But the point of it, they ask on the app because there should be an understanding. But does that mean that you shouldn't have the conversation with the person? Absolutely not. You should definitely have a conversation 
and ask somebody, hey, so what's your intentions? What are you looking for here? Why are you on this thing here? What's Why are you in my face? So I set a goal, a list that says I'm looking to get married, for example, in one year. I am looking to have uh, a child in two years. I am looking for a man that is serious and wants to get married too. I'm looking for a man that has a career. I'm looking for a man that's taller than five foot seven. I'm looking for a man. <laughs> He's short. Well, I, I'm okay. I'm being realistic. I mean, do do what you want. I said I said <laughs> I said at least at, at least five uh, foot seven. Okay. I'm creating this sure, this fictitious sure. I mean. list. Five feet seven inches at least. I'm looking for a man that works out three times a week. Because that's important, y'all. It's important, man. It's important. Three times a week. <laughs> They're going to be like, she picky. She picky. <laughs> I'm looking for a man that likes to socialize. I want him to be sociable. I want him to go out. Take. I, like, I want somebody that likes to do social things, right? That's my list. Now you get on this dating app, and this guy is not five foot seven, but you're like, you know what? He's shorter than that? He's short, but it's okay. Uh, I'm going to try him out anyway. Man, listen. Uh, this guy said he will never get married again because he's been married already. Never again. That's what he says. Ah, uh, well. Um, and, but he has a career. He's, he's, you know, he's making some good change. And he doesn't like to go out. Uh-huh. Oh. Well. So what do you do with something like that? Because you already made Jill. I already have my long list. Are we creating lists that are structured in terms of what is very, very important and yes, mandatory? There should definitely be. Uh, uh, when it comes to that, yes, you list it in priority. Because I do think here's this thing, too. I know as human beings, we would like to think that we're going to get everything that we ask for, right? Um, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I want to let you know the perfect man and the perfect women do not exist. So you have to decide what's super, super duper important to you, A, and B, what's something that you're not willing to sit there and force a person to change? Like if somebody tells you they don't ever want to get married, you're going to be the one to sit there and change. Don't get me wrong. I've definitely seen stories where people were like, yeah, we met and we decided and we knew da 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 we were never going to get married because we went through the horrific experiences. And then like a year later, oh, my God, this beautiful love story. Like I've seen that, you know, on all the black love pages and stuff like that. But, you know, let's be realistic. Some things you cannot sit there and force a person to change, even if you're the most amazing person in the world. Like so we have to be realistic on the things that we're OK with waving on and the things that are super duper important to us. So I agree. I think that there, there, it shouldn't be. So sometimes when I go into the groceries, I might have a list of 10 things that I need. And instead of those 10 things, I end up walking out with five. Right. But at least I came out with the five things like that I really needed. Like I know I need rice. Right. I know that I need fish because I don't eat meat. If I don't have fish, it's going to be a bad week for me because I don't know what I'm going to eat. But at the same time, something as minor as, let's just say, oh, I forgot the onions. I mean, I love onions, but I can cook a meal without onions, right? So I guess just like the list we create of the perfect guy, you have to have an idea of what you must have and things that are okay. 
I think sometimes, too many times, I would say, a lot of women don't have a list. It's either you they don't have a list, and then whatever man comes to them, they just like, okay, I'll try him out without even an idea of what it is they, they need in terms of, you know, emotional needs, in terms of just in a companion, just somebody to hang out with, right? Um, and somebody that's going to make them feel good, right? Because you have to, I think as human beings, no matter what relationship we're in, whether it be a relationship with a friend, a relationship with a mate, a relationship with a, a you know, a, the, a job, our needs need to be met. So if you settle for someone that's not really meeting your list and maybe you didn't create a list, so you really don't, you really never sat down and had the conversation with yourself about what it is that you need that you don't want to do without, right? Like Rena said, that, 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 like, there's no way I'm not bending on this one. He has to be able to, you know, take me out, you know, at least twice a month, right? I'm not bending on that. I, I'm not somebody that wants to sit down and look at the four walls every day. Or he has to at least have, you know, a serious job. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, but a lot of serious women, those are the things they're not going to bend on. Some women, of course, will say, oh, no, I, there's no way I'm ever dating a man under five feet, seven inches. No way, no way. Hey, some people will argue that's being a little superficial. You said I that? I say under six feet now. I've, I've, I've been with somebody before that was under under six feet. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm picky now, so mm, sorry. Damn, so you're saying you, you, now you would never go under six feet tall? No. Because of that experience of yeah. being with a midget. The joke is, the joke is, <laughs> the joke is, it's, it's not the height. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Um, For me, it's just, now I could be a little more superficial. The, why, why, why is that? I was, this. there's this lady that I follow on Instagram. I can't remember her name, but she was like, she put up a post one day and she was like, you know, my mother told me, at least if you're going to be with somebody that upset you sometimes, at least, at least, at least let them be good looking and or have all the superficial characteristics that you want. Cause all the times that you upset at that man, if he, as you might be upset, but as soon as you look at him, you're going to be like, ah, okay, I'm a little less upset. Right. So that, that's, why. I know I've heard that's women why. say, I can't believe I put up with that shit with that ugly ass. That's why. So now I'm gonna be upset, and I'm gonna be looking at him like, "Dang, this little guy! I'm upset at this little shrimp." I settled. Man, I settled. When I, I gave him a chance. There you go. Equal opportunity, why. right? This That's is a affirmative action. That's why. <laughs> you was trying to help him out a little bit. Oh, you trying to do charity work and shit? And look at that. See where you at? I hear you. <laughs> but you know what? I guess I, that's true. That's true. If once you settle, but we go back to that list. You had a list of 10 things. You know he ain't meet not even five of those things on the list. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to give him a try because, you know, he was nice. He smiled at me. <laughs> yeah, like, smiled. You got to have more than the, just a smile at me. So, okay, let's say he's a man that's not very sociable. But let's say he has, he's established, a well-established in his career, which means, well-established isn't he just got, he passed probation at the job and it was a 90-day probation. Well-established means this man has been at this job for more than five years. Okay, he is there. He picks vacation time. He has a nice stable career with a stable salary. Um, he maybe owns property. He has his own vehicle, you know, things like that. He's responsible fiscally. He's respectful. He's kind. He's generous. 
I, but he don't like going out like that. See, you get what I'm saying? But that other stuff is like, wow, okay, maybe we could work with this. See, that's what we talk about. Not because he got a nice smile and he he winked at you and stuff when you when he walked past. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Don't settle because of that. So, all right. So then we don't cover relationships and men. What? So we know what a lot of our sisters you know, what they might be looking for, what might be on that list. What do you think men, what kind of list do you think men create? And and last week I had a few people reach out to me, by the way, telling me, oh, I need to make sure I contact men. I need to speak to men to get men's perspective. Guys, so where y'all at? So I actually did. I actually tapped in with some of my brothers to get some responses. But let me let me hear what Rena thinks, what a man's list looks like. What, what do you think a man's list will look like for a perfect uh, mate? I think, you know, uh, we're, uh, aside from the physical attributes, I think men like women um, that are kind, supportive, women that could breathe life into them. Um, so that's words of affirmation, be kind and hear them when they're speaking. When they're having a day and they're talking about their job, they want somebody that's going to be like, mm, yeah, really, and ask questions and be involved. I think men like women that are subservient to a, to a level. I know, you know, y'all be talking to submission talk, blah, 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 But you know what? In all honesty, I think men do like to know that a woman could be a giver and a nurturer because naturally we're supposed to be that as women. And, yeah, it might be this thing where men like women that are kind of like their mothers or whatever the case may be. But I think, no, overall it's just where society tells us we're supposed to be nurturers. We were born to be that, so I think. Men want you to be nurturing to them and to have a kind, peaceful spirit. Um, men like food. Men like food. I'm not. I'm not co-signing on cooking for a man that's not your husband. But I'm just saying, men like food. <laughs> men like food. Um, and I mean, I think overall, they want you to be able to say kind words to them. That's what I'm learning. Men are very big on words. Top of the list, um, out of the 15 men that I surveyed, was they need a female that is calm and doesn't like to fuss and fight, right? They don't want a female that that's going to keep repeating the same thing to them. They don't want to nag. Mm, that was really exactly important. Right. They don't, yeah, they don't want a female that's going to keep going, you know, like chatting too much, right? So they want, I guess they want some silence when they get <laughs> I mean, around the female so that was important that seemed to be like number one on the list of, of uh, the things that the men said that were important to them um it seemed that they like a female that keeps herself together but they don't want you to be fake so therefore hmm. uh, they want you to be pleasant to look at like uh, you know but they don't want they not too crazy they could do without the fake hair i'm hearing and the fake nails um, mm, but they okay. want you to look Is really right? cute at the same time. Okay, I guess there's a medium. I guess yeah. there's a they want they. I guess the fear is that if you, when you take off all the hair and the makeup, that you look like, you know, some scary character from. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, maybe, so maybe some people do that. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe some people. And do. and now with all the filters. Right, so a lot of the guys were saying they can't even really see what females look like. They got the filters, they got the hair, they got the nails, they got too much drama. They got all the makeup. So a lot of men are not like super big on their hair and the makeup and all of that. So that was, um, I guess, second. Um, 
third is they actually want a girl that looks like she keeps herself together physically. That seemed to be kind of important. Oh, so they want you to go to the gym, too. They they want you to know that you... Does that mean no fat girls? So fat <laughs> girls can't get no love? No, no, no. I heard thick girls are back in. I mean, I'm so happy that yeah, I am I'm around saying. to see that thick girls are in right now. People are flying to DR to get thick. Double BBL. I didn't even know what double BBL meant. They was putting hips. Like, I hated my hips for years. Now people is going out and running out to get hips from DR. Yo, I'm in. Mom, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) People trying to get hips. I hated my hips, y'all, growing up. Now I'm in. I'm in style now. I'm just waiting for me to be able to donate fat. That's all I'm waiting for. The fat yeah, transfers. They got to work that Sisters, out. I'm going to help y'all out they so y'all don't have to no out. longer gain 20 pounds just to take the fat to do a transfer. I'll be able to hopefully one day, someday, with all the science and technology, donate some of my fat. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, let's get back to the list that the men have. So one other list that was really, I mean, everybody kept on saying she needs to be my piece. So I don't know what kind of fighting and what kind of war these men be dealing with. I, I don't know. I, I, women, what do y'all be doing to the brothers out there? What, what's the war that's happening? What, what is that about, Lena? Because I ain't out there in these streets. What's the war? What's going on? I think y'all be bringing war to people's doorstep then be upset when people war with y'all back. I'm confused. I am confused. I mean, you know what? Okay. So I am definitely one of those people that gets irritated at that that phrase, the be his beast phrase. But I do think overall, I, I the understanding is that you want to be able to be a safe space for a person. They should be able to voice their concerns. They should be able to speak about life. They should be able to be emotional with you. They shouldn't have to feel like they have to put up this front, like, I can't cry. I can't be soft. I think, you know, that that's kind of what it's about. Do I feel like... I hate men having to say that. Yes, I do, because I think oftentimes a lot of the men that tend to say that are the ones that bring um, chaos and want peace, but they're bringing chaos. I feel like if you have to voice that, then that means that the person that you are with is not your peace. If you feel like you have to open your mouth and say that, but that also means that you do not bring peace, and that is why you don't receive peace back. I, I I get it, fellas. I get it. Like when I, you know, chatted with, um, you know, some of the guys, and I, they were able to give me their perspective on what it is that they that they're looking for and what their list, their ideal list would look like for the quote unquote perfect female. And and they said, "Peace." I get it. Nobody wants to be at work all day and come home and have to fight with anybody or get on the phone and be arguing with anybody and I so I get it I totally uh I, I get it I'm here fellas I hear it I'm here for it um the other item on the list that was super super important and I, this is a juggling act that we have to learn how to do they want a female that is kind of independent and not like like th- that doesn't exist because of them meaning that they don't want you kind of on top of them all day, every day, trying to fuss about where they at, what they're doing, controlling their time. But they also want you to be available. You know, they don't they don't want a busy body, a female that's in the streets all the time. That's what I'm getting. So it's the balance of being independent, but um, being available for them as well. So, hmm. um, I mean, they didn't say it to me in that manner, guys, but this is what I got out of it, right? They don't want to be a female that's all over the streets. 
they kind of want to know that you cook, you're home, you're a homebody, and 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 you're not gonna. So you can't go out. You yeah, the going out wasn't like one of the things they said you could go out, but I guess they don't want you out all the time. Mm, okay. You know they don't want that, and they don't want a female that is harassing them all the time either. So um. it's finding a balance. Um. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, I guess we have to understand that giving him what he needs and making him feel special, making time for him, but also holding on to your own life, you know, having a life of your own. I think that is important, though. I think so. Yeah, that In is general. A- you should always, you know, have your own things happening. I think that's important. All right. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about accountability. <laughs> accountability. <laughs> Yes, creating the list is super, super important. Creating the list about your career, your personal goals, about the mate, the ideal mate that you want. Um, But the next part, I think, of creating a list is accountability. Um, One of the main reasons for creating a list is so that you could hold yourself accountable. So how accountable do you hold yourself when you're not – arriving or achieving a particular goal that you've set for yourself. Are we able to sit back and say, hmm, what role did I play in that not happening? Whether it be finding the mate that I want, whether it mean finding that perfect career, whether it means that last year I was complaining about not having the job I want, and this year I'm just still here complaining about not having the job that I want and 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 upset with everybody around me um whether it means being in that like relationship that doesn't fit you that makes you angry that makes you feel like crap the man that you feel like you don't want to be bothered you don't want to go home to um or just the friendship you're like this friendship is draining she sucks the life out of me or he sucks the life out of me this job sucks the life out of me are we holding ourselves accountable like what role am I playing in that particular relationship not fitting my needs or not meeting my needs what are your thoughts I think accountability is super important I think that's the point of making the list so I do think you know as 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 humans you know we may make the list and not follow it but I do think you there's a certain point where you have to sit down and try to problem solve right so if you feel as though you're not where you thought you were supposed to be why is that did you give yourself a time frame, a, a time um, stamp on when you want to get the new job, on getting a promotion at the job? Did you sell, tell yourself, I'm going to be at this job and I'm going to move up the ranks in six months? I'm going to be X, Y and Z and have this title. And it didn't happen. Did you put steps down on the paper in order for that to happen? Or did you just think it was going to happen miraculously because you wrote it down? Oh, I'm, oh, are you just showing up at the job like I'm here, whatever. 
I punch out at three o'clock. They better not ask me to do nothing extra because I ain't doing nothing extra. <laughs> no, mm-mm. this is it. A, B, and C. That's my job, and that's what I'm doing. Just be happy I show up. Like, is that your attitude? Or, you know, uh, that man, whatever. I ain't fucking him. I don't want to be bothered. I'm not picking up his calls. I'm not texting back. I'm not calling. Sex ain't even that important to you. The man asking you for sex and you denying him must be 10 times out of the 15 times he asked. Like, well, how are we? Or oh, men too. You know what I'm saying? You, you just... Not calling, you're not checking on that chick. Today you here, you MIA for the next three weeks, like or that job, you just you calling out sick every Monday every and Friday. <laughs> even though even though they don't told you Mondays and Fridays is a pattern. Don't call out on a Monday. Call switch up. Call out on a Wednesday. Don't keep calling out on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how accountable are you when you're not where you want to be, where, again, last year you was here, you the same place. Some people, yo, don't don't ever bump into somebody that you haven't seen in five years. And when you're talking to them, they're like, yeah, mm-hmm, you still, yeah, I'm still working there. What you doing? I'm still, mm, oh, that's what you, okay. And they look upset. I hate this place, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, when I saw you five years ago, you was telling me you hate this place. Like, you're done with it. You hate the job. You hate the people. F this. You don't want to be bothered. I'm like, who can live like this? You that upset every day for five years? Like, we ain't see each other in five years. We bumped into each other now, yo. We just, uh, we just, we just kept, we just followed up with where we left off five years ago when we bumped into each other. I'm like, yo. Honestly speaking, I think some people are not doers, though. Some people are not doers. Some people are just talkers. And that's the reality of the situation. Um, Not everybody knows how to execute. Not everybody knows how to plan and organize in order to execute. So I think those tend to be the people that sit and complain and will be agitated and very disgruntled at the uh, scene of their life, you know? Wait, so accountability. So I think you you were talking to me about something that, I mean, I didn't even ever think about it like that. So you're with somebody, the relationship ain't really going the way you want it, right? You had a list that you were trying to be somebody's wife in the next year or so. And here you figure out this brother is just two-timing you. You figured out that he's on whatever app, or I don't know. I don't know any of these single people apps. Facebook singles. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> so, but you decide you hanging in there. You staying. You're not leaving because the brother ain't that bad. The brother is actually a nice brother. I'm going to wait for him to catch up to these goals that, I, that are on this list. I'm going to wait for him to catch up. But while I'm waiting, is it okay for you to be out there like I'm going to, you know, shop around a little too? So this is... Based off of a conversation I've had with a lot of a lot of my people, because you know, I think this is the age. You know, I had a man say to me, "Y'all women is different now. Y'all women is different," and I had to say, "You know what? We are different. We getting our lick back right here. We not waiting for no man to 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 fumble because we out here doing whatever we do it." Therefore, I'm not waiting for you to do it because I'm doing it. <laughs> we and we are dumping you. We are two time and we have a roster. Okay. Um. 
Yeah, and so that's what I said to I just say to him, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you, sir. <laughs> um, because I, you know, I do think that's the reality of the situation. Whether you've been a, a, a woman involved in a situation that didn't pan out how you wanted to, and now you're it's a li- you're a little jaded. So you're a little jaded. Therefore, I think your views on commitment are a little skewed. So you know, I've definitely had these conversations with my friends. Like, well. If he's not doing what he's supposed to, you know, what he's supposed to be doing, he's not checking off all the boxes right now. Then you know, I'm gonna be doing whatever until I see that he coming correct. But does that make it right though? Does that make it right, y'all? Do we? And then if we find out that maybe his mentality has peeped your mentality, and he's starting to match your energy now, do you have a right to be angry? Because you know you weren't coming into this with your 100, sis. You was not coming into it with your 100. So now when a man feels like he's not getting the 100 and he retaliates, do you have the right to be angry? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I see men say a lot, women don't take accountability. Like, we'll be upset, upset, upset what a man does, but we don't take accountability. And, you know, I always be like, nah, yeah, I don't know what y'all talking about, whatever. But I really had an aha moment this week because I was like, well... Dang, maybe you're right. Because you know what? We all be quick. And me and my girls, we all be quick to be like, but he the one that got caught. Nah, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right, y'all. It's not right. I do think, you know, we got to sit and be able to take accountability for the monsters we create, too. We have to take accountability for the situations that we get ourselves into. Because I do think it's super, super important, the energy that you put out. Because I do think... Even though we may feel like we're playing our role, I do think there's a subconscious way that you do act when you're not putting your 100%. Like the job could tell when you're not putting your 100% in. So, of course, a relation within a relationship, the person that you're with is going to be able to tell when your 100% is not in it as well. No matter how nice you are, no matter how much cooking and cleaning you're doing, how much, you know, how much you're rubbing his back, how much you're rub, you know, you rubbing her feet, people could tell when your 100% is not in it, you know? I mean, but you know what? The next, I think the next way of looking at it, here I, here some women are, and they trying to match his energy, right? That brother's out there. He's, he's, he's tasting the tropics. Remember that ice cream shop? There used to be an ice cream shop in Brooklyn called yeah. Taste of the Tropics. That don't even exist I think that's anymore. gone now, but he out there, <laughs> he out there tasting the tropics. He out there at the buffet because he realized there's so many of us out here. <laughs> and so now the sister's like, well, you know what? I could do the same thing, too. I'm going to meet him where he's at. But in doing that, meeting him where he's at, I just feel like you're pulling yourself away from that original goal and that list. That's the problem with it. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to meet you where you're at. That's what you're telling the guy. If you're here, I'm going to meet you there. But I Meeting him there, is that pulling you away from your your list and your goals? That's my fear. But, again, I do think that's, again, the intention. Did you come into this situation intentionally wanting a a, a husband, wanting a father to a child? Did you come here wanting permanent or did you come here wanting temporary? If you came here wanting temporary, match energy all you want. But if you're coming here with an end goal for seriousness, for commitment, for healthy behavior, for healthy relationship, then you matching unhealthy energy does not forge a healthy relationship and it doesn't get you to where you want to be. And I think it's the same thing for a job. Like that's, that's, that's been like a major issue at my job with the few young, younger teachers that I work with that they feel like they're not 
really being appreciated at the workplace and they feel like, you know, the workplace is kind of sucking them dry. And, and, and so now I could say they're getting a little disgruntled and in getting disgruntled, it's like all this, like, oh, dang, I don't even know what to call it. It's toxic energy. Um, and I know like, and so now they want to pull back. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this for the students. I'm just going to do the bare minimum. And so I had to have a conversation with one of them. And I said, you know, the problem with that is you came into this field with, for a, a specific reason. Like there's certain jobs that you do. You can't just do it for a paycheck. I know as much as people want to say we doing it for the two months. Let me tell you, we need the two months. Okay. Or there'd be a lot of shootings going on in the schools and it would be the teachers doing all the shooting. We need the two months because it's the space and the time away to collect your thoughts and get yourself together. So if you become a teacher, if you become a doctor, if you become a nurse, it's because of the care that you have to nurture and take care of others. So for for a teacher to now say, I don't want to be bothered, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, I'm like, yeah, but you're selling yourself short. There's no way that when you created your list, of goals and expectations for yourself that you said, I'm going to go work at this job and just give this job my bare minimum. I don't want to be nowhere I got to give my bare minimum to. That's just the sad reality of it. I don't want to be at a job I'm giving bare minimum. I don't want to be in a relationship I'm giving bare minimum. I'm not a bare minimum person. I'm a give you too much. I'm an extra, extra at everything that I do. So once I feel like, I got to deviate from my list, and I can't be my genuine self of giving you the fanciness of everything, the 150% of who I am. I think I got to walk away. And I know this is an older person talking, right? And so the young people want to match energy. But I don't know if I want to match your energy. If your energy is taking me away from who I am, I don't know if I want to match it. I'm not sure. I'm I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I'm matching your energy, and then in the, in the process of matching your energy, I'm transforming into something else, into someone else. And, and then it's like, who am I hurting in the long run? Trying to match your energy. Trying to look into the mirror and giving you a mirror reflection of yourself. And people don't even see that because they are doing what it is they want to do. That's the thing. They're doing what it is that they want to do. So if you're at a job and the job is is not appreciating you or this one, the man is not appreciating you or this is a, it's either, it's two things. You walk away from the job, you walk away from the man, or you go back to your list and say to yourself, okay, so I made a list of 20 things that I needed from this job. Let me look to see out of the 20 things, what am I getting from this job? Am I still getting 10, at least 10 things from this particular job that's on this list that's at the top right because remember we talked about creating like a priority list so am I still getting those 10 things or not if not then you I would say I gotta walk away that's just me because I gotta hold myself accountable at the end of the day I created my list I know what it is that I want I know that I have to put out a certain amount of energy to get my goal or to achieve what it is that I want so I think you're like you're derailing yourself, right? You're sidetracking yourself sometimes by saying, oh, I'm going to match his energy. Let me tell you, we're not men. You, I, don't, I don't care how hard we try to match their energy. You'll be upset trying to match their energy because you'll be there emotional still. I haven't met a sister yet that could match the energy. We, I know they try. 
We try, sisters, but you still be end up upset. You still upset on the phone like F him. Da, 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 da. You can't we can't match the energy. We are different. And it's the same thing with a job. I don't want to get disgruntled. I don't want to get upset. I don't want to say I'm just going to come and do the bare minimum. That ain't even me. Like, so what's going to be my motivation to get up every day to go to work? If I know I'm just getting up to go to work to just do the bare minimum. Am I a bare minimum person? Never that. I think the the thing is, and you know what? I've had this conversation with people. I think... As women, we're naturally more giving in a relationship. So I do think it's it's a form of adaptation to bring it back when you feel like you're doing too much, right? So men will never say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to take that. You're doing too much. Oh, no. I'm not going to take that breakfast, lunch, and dinner for all week. No. They would never say that, right? But I do think at the end of the day, you hurt less when you give less, Because I think a lot of the times you end up very disgruntled at the end of a relationship because you're sitting and you're you're reflecting on how much you did and how little you have to show for it now because the relationship is no longer there. So I do think it's a natural, it's a natural feeling to want to feel like, well, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. But I do agree. I think that whole concept when it comes to not giving your hundred. Why would you want to be somewhere that you're not going to give your all? If you are a person that's naturally giving and amazing and over the top and sending things to your job for Valentine's Day, and now you're trying to match energy, and you like, man, F him. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not even going to text him that day. He going to get radio silence. In fact, I'm going to block him, and he going to know I block. Yeah, what are we doing? Why you got to do all of that? Why you got to do all that? Not only that, half the time, people, friends will call me back like, yo, yeah, I tried to do this to him. He even noticed. He, they, they don't even they notice. So, they, we're not supposed to be mashing men, y'all, so I can't even say what I feel. But they're not going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend will call me back upset. He even noticed. They, we, I don't know. We could try to match the energy, but I just psychologically, and I remember somebody chewed me up on Facebook for this. I was saying that as women, we're just designed differently, mentally, emotionally. We can try to do it. I'm not saying there's not women out here that ain't players. There ain't women out here that's, like, juggling many balls. I get it. I'm not saying that we can't attempt to do it, but we still going to end up with hurt feelings. We still going to have hurt feelings. I think so, because there's going to be at least one of them people you're juggling that you really like. <laughs> there's going to be one that you at least really like. I mean, I think we could very well attempt to do what they do, but that doesn't mean when it gets done to us that we're still not going to be in our feelings. Or that when you notice he not calling you, you still not going to be harassing your friend. Like, could you believe this man didn't call me all week? I didn't hear from him. Yeah, okay. So just because you did it, now when he do it, you upset. See, there we go. So there's no point in trying to match the energy because I think when your feelings are involved, your feelings are involved. As women, we are different people than men are. And that's just the that's the true, true. That's the reality of the situation. So we could try to fake the funk all we want, but, you know, you still going to feel how you're going to feel at the end of the day. And honestly speaking, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> you're going to get hurt still. I mean, and so we, I, I'm just saying, um, full transparency, ladies, gents, all of us, I think, it is important for us to create our list, hold ourselves accountable, and to always understand 
the role that we play in every situation, every relationship that we're in. Because at the end of the day, I could control my emotions. I can control my actions. Um, I can control making sure that I'm getting what I need out of a situation. And, and, and in that way, as soon as you realize you're not getting your needs met, it may be time to go meet some other place, some other job, some other man, some other female. So we have that power to do that, right? And um, one of the topics that we were discussing this week is creating brave spaces. And I think not enough of us are brave enough sometimes to say, okay, this is the role that I played in this not working out. You know, this is this is what I have done, and I'm going to walk into it with a different mindset the next time I get into a relationship. Or perhaps I'm in this relationship, and it might be time for me to change my mindset a little bit because I actually really like this guy. Or I actually really like this girl. She's hot. She meets all my needs. And, yes, I said she's hot. You know, ladies, we know that, hey, some women like women, some men like men. So when you meet that person that does it for you, Sometimes you may have to adjust your mindset in order for it to be the the perfect fit or the fit that makes sense for your life and the job. Because sometimes the job is does it for you. The job meets you where you're at. It's fulfilling. But yet maybe because you were hurt by a past relationship, a boss that didn't appreciate you in the past or a man that didn't appreciate you in the past, a a girlfriend that didn't appreciate you in the past, you walked in with all that baggage, right, Um, that toxic energy, and now you're approaching this new relationship, this new job, this new friendship with that same energy in mind. I think so. I think, you know, you could could think that you're being the nicest person possible, but you still know what type of energy you're creating around the situation when you're guarded or when you don't trust or, you know, whatever the situation is. I think sometimes we invite the things that happen to us without realizing it. So if you go into a situation thinking, well, I really like this anyway, but let's see. Then like, how how do you invite positive energy? How does that create a positive environment for you if you've already gone into the experience like um I I don't even know this person whatever this is gonna be like the rest of it this boss I already see that she gonna be nagging me like this old lady did before like you just you can't go you have to there's a level of optimism you have to walk into each situation with optimism and positivity because I do think you invite certain energy into your situation. It's almost like asking for something bad to happen if you come in there with negative thoughts, you know? So I think you definitely have to control the environment that you foster, that you create, because that's important in how something starts and how something ends. So I think a lot of the time we we, we like to blame people, but you have to be able to take accountability for your actions, your words, and how things you do aid to your experience or take away from your experience. Because as individuals, I do think we all play a part in the life that we live. You know, of course, you know, everything is predestined and yada, da da da. But there's a certain level of autonomy we have over our lives and over our experiences. So, you know, when you want to boo-hoo-hoo or when you want to be disgruntled, you want to be upset, sometimes you got to sit back and think, but what did I do? Did 
did I do something to help the situation or hurt the situation? You have to have that moment, you know. You have to sit back and be able to reflect upon your actions and your words and what you did and how that played a part in your own demise or your own success, you know. Definitely. Just self-assessing. Checking in with yourself in terms of, am I doing what it is I need to do in order to accomplish what it is that's on this list? Am I taking that time to create the list, like we talked about? Is it just a mental list? Do you need to have it down on paper? I remember, what's that show? Uh, my sister. Me and Mary Jane. Ma- right. So everybody that I bump into will tell me every once in a while, oh, you look like so-and-so, that basketball player's uh, wife. So my sister on that show used to have the post-its, Gabrielle, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union. Union yeah. Yeah. She used to have the post-its with all these goals and objectives and sayings and quotes and and themes. Her and house look like a crazy person. Huh? A little bit, a little bit. But sometimes you need, you might need that. Because you say it enough, you believe it. If you believe it, now this is a rhyme. You're going to achieve it, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z. Oh, and you know, for you. It's important to keep updating the list and updating things, too. You know, so it, sometimes it's a reminder. So if you're dating somebody or even if you're at a job, right? All right. This was the list that got me to this job. Now you at the job. Is the job still meeting those checkpoints? You've been here for a year. You've been here for two years. Is it still meeting all those checkpoints? continuously updating, 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 because that's how sometimes we end up in situations way longer than we need to be. Whether that be a job, whether that be a house, even every even buying a house is a checklist for that, right? Yep. You at the house, now the house don't meet your needs no more. Right. So now we need to get a new house. Now, now we need to get a new car. Everything in life could really use this application, you know? You're right, because I remember the first car that I bought, I didn't have a list. I just wanted a car to get me from point A to point B. That was the list. You ain't even really know how to drive that good either. I did not know how to drive. (laughs) I did not. I did not. I did not. Okay? Because I applied for a job, and I didn't have a real understanding of what I needed. And one of the things I needed was a license. A line. (laughs) (laughs) So I got this job, no license, no car. So I had to run out, get a license, get a car in the span of a month. (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i'm talking about in terms of when something gotta be done i do it you know what i'm saying and it's a little crazy but i didn't create the list so after buying that lemon the car was a lemon y'all i was like oh no i gotta create a list to know everything that i'm doing you know the job that i need and and you're right when i'm at a job this and i got and, and then i think with creating a list i'm i'm getting better at making things work for me. If I'm at a job and maybe I'm not getting everything, I'm not ready to leave this job yet because I'm not really good at leaving things. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Me either. I like stability. (laughs) I like stability. I get comfortable. I get real comfortable. My first job, I stayed there for 10 years. You wasn't there more than 10 years? Yeah, maybe more than 10. That was my first real job. More than 10 years. My second job, uh, more than 10 years. I Yeah, I like stability. I'm not going to lie to you. So when I'm somewhere, I got to figure out how I'm going to make it work for me. When it no longer works for me, I bounce like a thief in the night. I don't ruffle feathers. Literally. I stay friends with everybody. I can contact whoever I want, whenever I want, but I'm out when it's time. 
Definitely. So that list is important. Being accountable, most definitely. And this is real talk. Like right now, I need you guys to be accountable to yourselves. If you have businesses, reach out to us so you can start promoting and marketing on this show, on this platform for your show. Like you got to be accountable for the growth of your company. If you have a brand, definitely got to work at it. There's so many people out here with great businesses and they're doing wonderful things and nobody knows about them. Nobody knows about them. So we've had a lot of people reaching out and by the month of, I would say we're in February, by March, we're going to start doing our promos. That's what we're working on for the people that reached out already. So for the month of March, we're going to start hearing some companies that we're going to be marketing for. Definitely hold yourself accountable to finding that perfect, well, not perfect, but the mate that does it for you. There's no such thing as perfect, right? Perfect enough. Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) Somebody that brings you joy. Somebody that gives you some form of peace, mostly. That job that makes you feel good. That job that nobody ever really wants to work, right? But, I mean, if I had a choice, I'd be home. But my ideal job is no job. At all, at all. Waking up and just turning over to the left side. My ideal job is a beach. Mm. <laughs> on an island that sounds like work <laughs> I, need, I, I need them to bring the water into the room um so but at least you have to do that thing that you that you don't mind getting up for that mate that you don't mind cooking that extra meal for and ladies ah, i believe in taking care of your man that man that you want to bring that you want to serve him a plate you know what i'm saying so, yeah, that's there. You get that good feeling, that woman that you're with, she makes you smile. Ladies, you meet that chick that's doing it for you. You don't mind taking care of her. Yeah, let's search for that, but we need that list. I'm a firm believer in a list, definitely. Most definitely, y'all. And make sure you put us on your list of shows, the list of podcasts that you need to listen to. Bon de Podcast Radio. Bon, B-O-N. T-E, that's the good tea. We're spilling the good tea. Everything you need to make you feel whole, everything you need to make you feel good, this is where you come. When you want that good feeling, that feel-good feeling, this is where you come in. (laughs) Herbal tea, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. That's it. It's been an hour, y'all. See you next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.